You're listening to a podcast from 702. The Friday Profile. Davin Phillips, Executive Director for Celebrity Services Africa, CSA Global. Welcome to 702. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much and thank you for having me on the show. It is an absolute pleasure. Davin, you, you need to just tell me how to describe the work that you do. Because if one follows you on social media, um, every picture is of you in a different location, a different country, with a different celebrity or a different exec of some kind or another. Ultimately, it is in the celebrity and sports field. You're dealing with human beings, you're dealing with brands, you're dealing with multinational corporations. And it seems like there's a lot of wheeling and dealing and whining and dining and deal making and living a fabulous life so what do you do at celebrity <laughs> services africa <laughs> you. you know the old saying is don't uh, judge uh, someone <laughs> by the, the tip of the ice there's a lot that goes underneath it of surface. course yeah um no absolutely i mean look uh, we are a proudly south african company um we're on a mission statement to help support the, uh, uh, should say, develop the marketplace, an entertainment marketplace for Africa. Uh, we've been spending many years just also trying to support and you know, break down barriers of entry in the U.S. in terms of the creative space. Mm-hmm. Um, and hence, yeah, I mean, for that, and I think really with the world becoming smaller through the disruptiveness of social media and mobile and connectivity and more people having access to smartphones and connectivity, I think the world is really becoming one big playground. Um, and at the same time, you know, the rest of the world's waking up to just how amazing Africa is and just with what rich storytellers we have and just mm. you know, ripe creative minds. And uh, we're seeing it. I mean, you're seeing how Vogue Italy, for example, is now showcasing this week uh, the top African designers. We're seeing just sure. in the terms of Afrobeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in the world of even the U.S. and your top A-list actors, they need to innovate and evolve themselves. Um, and, you know, they're obviously looking to Africa, which is new sounds, mm-hmm. uh, colors, it's bold. And an old saying I always say, you know, Africa is almost like if you have uh, the Jewish chutzpah and then you have the Italian romance and, okay. and when they cross, uh-huh. that's Africa. All right. Interesting references. I'm keen to find out from you, though, Davin, as you, as you as you rightly pointed out, the world once again seems to be keen on us and looking at us with an eye to developing us as a market. And I guess you want to do the inverse of that as opposed to be as to as opposed to um, preparing the ground for someone out there for a, you know, outside players to come in and, um, you know, hit that pay dirt on the continent. You want to be spearheading heading the development of um, the local entertainment landscape and what what qualifies you to do that what do you have in your arsenal because I think in you know growing up we'd often look at you know if you're into hip-hop you'd look at Jay-Z and his relationship with his business manager Steve Stout you know and it was always somehow understood that if you're going to be in this field this media field whether you're at the front in front of the camera whether you want to be a heavy hitter or a heavy player behind the scenes you need someone who's got your back in terms of business acumen and essentially being able to get you through the door what is it that you have that allows you well, to do this you, seemingly so easily <laughs> well uh, thank you it's never that easy but sure. Um, to, to be honest with you, I think historically, you know, uh, those in the uh, professional, such as your lawyers, uh, marketeers, 
they've always gone to brands and it's mainly always been on the baseline that in Africa it wasn't really sustainable because the, the industry wasn't small enough. You weren't having artists that were becoming millionaires, for example. Sure. It was always the, the hustle, the grind of an artist. is You know, it's only the very few that make it. I think what really kind of uh, rooted or got my attention was, you know, after running a lot of campaigns for a few multinationals, using uh, personalities in there and working with their management teams, we realized that a lot of the time it was friends and family that were managing them. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just depends on what school they've come from. So once you obviously realizing they're not registering IP and trademark and Mm. eventually they're very much going from hands to mouth. So they're doing a gig, they're billing a high gig, but when they sleep, they're not making money. And, And I think in this day and age where traditional media has lost its function, when I say that it's primary mechanic is to deliver news, or media, and we're realizing through social media, or should we say more mobile, sure. individuals have the ability to build an audience. And whether your, whatever your art or your creativity is, use your meme to build an audience. Mm-hmm. And I think with, once you understand that and you have a critical audience, you're able to pivot into different kinds of segments, whether that be merchandising, whether it be in TV, whether it be short formats, or whatever it may be. And I think with our side, with our baseline, with us being media strategy and helping a lot of multinationals with their route to market, we've decided that let's put that on certain personalities within events, work with them where they focus on the show, we do the business, and allow that support structure where they are able to, you know, do this what they do. They have mm-hmm. the creative economy you know yeah absolutely yeah that social creative economy is so key and it's one that definitely needs to be invested in so as you've mentioned you work i think we've got enough lawyers i mean i say this with respect to all professions but Mm -hmm. i think you know we have enough lawyers and doctors and accountants and we need that creative currency uh it it promotes that sensibility in communities you know Mm -hmm. it was really through that where i felt and that's what's really the trigger is that if we don't protect and develop the creative currency we're going to be too kind of, you know, mm. we need that color. Yeah. We need to be risen above it. We're in an epidemic at the moment. What lifts the spirit up? It's music. It's creativity. It's that engagement. You know, uh, brands are scratching their heads because newspapers are closing. Print media is closing down. And the reality of it is this content is a disruptor. Telcos are looking for disruptive content that allows their network to recruit a bigger subscription base. And that all comes down to the artists, mm. the storytellers, you know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you, you're in an interesting position because we sit on a continent where the majority of its population is young people. We sit on a continent where, as you said, we are living through a pandemic. So uh, employment opportunities have shut down suddenly for so many people, for so many of our people. And what do we have? Those low, that low-hanging fruit is uh, our languages, our stories, of which there are so many, and our storytelling abilities. So yours is an interesting position to which you can um, make, as you said, turn that into creative currency. I want you to tell me this though, Davin, you work with the likes of Bonang Mateba, whether it's Dibanjo, Mapurisa, so many, so many um, well-known entertainers, entertainers and artists. What's the real purpose or use of celebrity to you in, in your mind? And do you think it's a useful term to utilize? I think it's evolved. I think it's more, you know, influences has become a bit of a a flavor of the month word. Of course. But I think, I prefer when you say celebrity, I, I, I like to really reflect and say we work with individuals that are cultural influencers. Mm. So individuals that literally influence culture. The the, the, the guys who, you know, they, they, they have a big audience and they can also create a huge demand and shift, you know. 
um, a celebrity, you know, once you're in that, that stream and, and like where you have influence more than one community, you know, it comes with a lot of responsibility as well. You know, and I think with the, the minds and the, the market of millennials and stuff, they see through the BS, you know, so it's authenticity. Mm. It has to be rooted to that. It's got to have purpose and you've got to have impact uh, and positive impact. It can't just be applying the lens of I because unfortunately it's not sustainable. So one has to evolve into a we and that's a currency that allows one to reach a higher level in terms of their artist mm. uh, journey, an yeah. artist journey. Yeah, I'm keen to find out. You know, it's it's clearly it's what you do must be incredibly competitive, highly competitive, and I'm keen to find out what that sort of alchemical process is of transmuting dreams of the various people that you're working with, that individual, that artist, that entertainer, and somehow convincing or marrying that same dream with that of a corporate right and the 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 excitement around that individual from fans or their squads and essentially moving that cultural needle since you're talking about cultural influences what does that process look like when you're inside the when you're inside the the room because you're not always assured of the outcome that you want you're not always assured of a specific outcome but goodness you guys can move mountains when you do you really can change people's lives when you look at the fact that um nearly three quarters of gen z's or millennials or at least in the u.s uh want to be an influencer they want to get paid for posting on social media right so clearly the way we view our possibilities and opportunities has changed and you're part of that mix of um changing the the um the horizon of expectations for so many young people so you know uh, i aspire to be an artist but i realized i'm a fan of art you know so my my gift and my pros way i fell in it is I commercialize creativity and it doesn't mean that it sounds so dry, but it also is a very important part. Mm. It provides a, a means which allows it to continue for these individuals. And everyone aspires to be as a digital influencer and posting. And I, and I think if we take a step back and we actually go, what is us as individuals, what is our media digestion? And sure. the reality is it's mobile. We all attach to a mobile. I mean, I'm, I've definitely gone into trouble with my wife once or twice because we're watching a show and I've got my, phone in my hand and it's not switch off, you know, you're always on. That's <laughs> yeah. the, the reality of the norm. We, we're working from home in this epidemic. We're always at home. We're working in the same, this where's that off button? Mm-hmm. Um, if ever you find it, do let me know, by the way, side note. Um, <laughs> I anyway. don't have it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> but um, w- with that in mind, uh, you know, for these individuals, I think it's a good artist is a good curator. Mm-hmm. So artists need to be inspired. So you look for things that inspire you, and it's how you curate it that creates your individual outlook. So when we're us working with individuals, you know, we, we obviously coal-facing, uh, we're incubation programs with more established artists, and it's really knowing about, from a brand's lens, is what is that market you're wanting to go after? And with that is whoever you're casting to fill that role. Like if you're, if you're shooting a comedy movie or an action film, sure. you know, for example, you're not going to put Mr. Bean in a triple X film. It's going <laughs> to have a different kind of feel. Mm. So it's about knowing who that, what is that personality? It's doing that deep dive in understanding who they are. And it's also understanding the culture and where you're wanting to position the brand. Um, and with that, it, on the same token, it's also understanding that you're taking two brands together. You've got the personality and you've got the brand itself. 
And brands themselves sometimes forget that they're celebrities in inverted commas in their own right. Mm. You know, Coca-Cola is a household gnome, as an example. MTN, Vodacom, I mean, these are brands that most South Africans know. So when you're matching the two together, it's making sure that there's a story there and that's authentic. And they're making sure how it works together. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example of a project we did with David Kiley and Vodacom, if I can. Sure. Um, David was notoriously known, and David Cloudy is known for only wearing black. Yes. Vodacom Red, you know, <laughs> which is their higher package. They wanted to migrate their, uh, their, their current subscription to the higher level. Is how do you take a top-end fashion designer and how do you take a, a telco? It's just not sexy. The one's luxury and fashion. It's and counterintuitive. Is it's sure. commercial. So we thought this challenged David to create a collection inspired by red. Mm. And he didn't even have to use the color red. Okay. Now, when you know red is passion, it's bold, it's vibrant. And all of a sudden, when David walked out with red and he's notoriously known as wearing black, all of a sudden, that's authentic. It's mm-hmm. interesting. So mm-hmm. you've got to know the story and the casting. And that's really the secret in matching it, you know, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just taking the time out to pay attention. Yeah. It's, uh, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Azania Musaka show. I'm Rafilo Mpakanyane, standing in for Azania today. And my guest on the line is Davin Phillips. He's, uh, the executive director at Celebrity Services Africa. If you have any questions or even comments, send them through to 31702. Alternatively, you can give us a call on 011-883-0702. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, you are, make, uh, be, join the conversation, be part of the conversation. Now, Davin, you know, I did refer to your Instagram account and your social media. And I guess the question that the Biden question that comes to mind is, you know, despite the close proximity with entertainers, with um, uh, industry leaders and people that set the standard for, I guess, glitz and glamour, right? Seemingly from the outside, what drives you? What inspires you? You don't seem to have drunk the Kool-Aid because it seems what the through line to all of the things you talk about is friendship, is hard work, is family as well, which features quite highly um, in, in the way you talk and in the way you present yourself um, on social media. What drives you? Impact. To be yeah. honest with you, I think it's about, you know, once you know the fundamentals of how to break through the clutter and to build brands, it's about what you do with those tools to create positive impact. Mm. Um, and I'm very fortunate that the individuals that I work through in some of the brands and personalities, uh, you know, that, that's the intent as well. You know, and I think what it really is, it starts off, you know, you, you want to be a community leader, then you want to be a national leader, then a continental and pan-African. And I think the currency that connects everyone is uh, w- w- what you're going to do with those tools. Mm. But I think what really inspires, it's really that and just breaking bound, uh, walls and boundaries of in a positive impact that's sure. bigger than the self. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you you guys have recently announced a partnership with uh, Sony Music Entertainment Africa, where you are you're trying to do exactly that, right? To grow your impact and find new ways to facilitate those artist brand opportunities that we're talking about. And I'm keen to find out from you. Uh, what it is that you have in mind? What What is it that you're dreaming about and trying to sort of distill and synthesize in order to grow the creative industries on the continent? Because once again, as as we started off by saying uh, our conversation, that 
because of this pandemic, because of lost opportunities and because of the impacts that it's inevitably had on uh, the global economy and the African economy, there's a lot of rebuilding, uh, rethinking, reimagining that's going to have to happen. And what do you guys uh, want to do with this partnership? Well, the partnership with Sony, we, I mean, we're really excited about. They're a great uh, company, a major label. And I think with our mission statement is where it's really great is, you know, typically musicians, uh, th- their product is music, of course. And what, are, and what are the channels? It's either live performances or it's going to be in terms of streaming or purchasing records. Um, but once again, with being mindful of audience and knowing how to build that audience around them in the digital space or their direct channels and applying the mechanic of how media is being disrupted just in terms of consumer, which I've referenced earlier. Mm. Where we're looking really forward is it's creating further opportunities where artists have ideas and sometimes they need that support in terms of creating or bringing it to life. And, and that can either be with bringing on brands and sponsors or bringing on media partners and just really kind of producing and creating a whole thing. You know, in the U.S., an example, you have agencies such as uh, William Morris, you have CAA, sure. uh, you know, you have management uh, companies. And, uh, you know, in, in, in Africa, we have, we're trying to create a marketplace where we have to be a manager and an agent. And it's really about creating this ecosystem, much like an airport, where an artist can have that support structure of going, hey, I want to bring out this album, but I want to think as big as I can. And I want to then also bring it closer to consumers. You know, brands are looking for stories and rich ways that allows them to disrupt or to stand out and just marry, and kind of making it a little bit easier to attain the two or bring the two together more effortlessly. And Sony is a fantastic uh, partner in terms of identifying music talent and devel- developing music talent. Um, and from CSA perspective, we, you know, we, we, we work a lot with brands and managing talent. And it just kind of seemed like a a no-brainer to be honest with you mm-hmm. absolutely um i know uh, you know any a young person out there is listening and thinking to themselves um since I can't be in the same room as you to pick your brain and find out, you know, how I should start thinking around the future and the potential of um, the potential of what I want to do. What, what's sort of the abiding advice that you tend to give the artists that you handle, that you deal with, or even young, passionate African people? Because I think uh, we're talking a lot during this time of a pandemic about the fact that, you know, some people said, I can't wait for us to get back to normal. And I think a lot a lot of young people are saying, actually, normal was broken. Normal wasn't working for all of us. There's a new way to start thinking about the future. How should people start trying to unlock those big dreams that you're talking about and uh, unlock their ability to have that outsized that big impact that they're hoping for? You know, the, the biggest thing is, I always say, it's being dogmatic but not stubborn, mm-hmm. inconsistent and authentic. Okay. So, and, 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 and what's important with that is, you know, it's that consistency. You know, yeah. it takes 10 years to get five minutes of fame in L.A., old thing. You know, <laughs> uh, it takes a lot of the time one only sees you know, uh, artists or what they're doing once they've broken through, but not uh, the years and years it's taken to break through, you know, and uh, sleeping on the couches and sticking to your art and your craft. Sure. However, one thing I would say is a lot of the time when I work with talent is I say to them, you know, if, if your mission statement is to be famous and rich, that's great. But if your mission statement is to master your craft, mm. fame and wealth is a byproduct of that. So it really depends. 
from what your intent is. So, you know, and I think with hopefully the new artists that are coming through, it's about mastering that craft and staying in your lane and being consistent. And yes, with the right support team and structure around it, unlocking that commercial value and IP around that that allows you to focus on your craft. Yeah. Lovely. Devin Phillips, thank you so much for your time this afternoon and letting us pick your brain a little bit and get some insight into um, the rarefied world of celebrity, uh, which you've all kind of just (laughs) demystified and made it very clear and apparent that all it is is uh, lots and lots of hard work and staying focused, laser focused on your vision. Really appreciate it. With a little bit of sense of humor. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's David Phillips, Thanks Executive for Director for Celebrity Services Africa. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, David. Thanks so much.